We hope y'all enjoyed last week's episode because that was quite the riot. I know I did. <laughs> and uh, yeah, don't forget to check out La Rosa Noir June 15th at the Beat Kitchen. Which should be tomorrow by the time this episode goes up. Yeah, pretty much. Hell yeah. Come time travel. Come through. See, see me there. I'll be there for sure. Will he? Probably. Not if he takes an arrow to the knee. <laughs> I used to go see concerts. Then I took an arrow to the knee. But today we have another great episode for you all today. This man's confidence always inspiring. Oh yeah, we all mean we all went to go see Into the Spi- Across the Spider Verse, not Into the Spider Verse. I can't keep track of them anymore. Well, you got Into the Spider Verse, Across the Spider Verse, and then the last one's going to be Beyond the Spider Verse. Uh, I was going to say like Through the Spider Verse. No, 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 that's all. Behind it. the Spider Verse. But do you want to start us off? What have you been bumping? <clears throat> Uh, I have not been uh, bumping too much lately. I've actually been catching up on user friendlies podcast. So you had one job. I I have a show wreck. Goddamn it! <laughs> or actually, it's a movie. But fuck you. I'm multifaceted. I can do more than one thing. I'm not your dancing monkey. Just kidding. I'll dance for you. Not even that. This is your segment. <laughs> I didn't say it had to be a weekly segment. God damn. I was just in the mood for music that time that I said it. Oh, And God. I haven't been in the mood for music lately. So, damn. Go bump user-friendly. Brighton, stop saying like so much. It's killing me. But I love you, buddy. That's right. a, I, don't, I don't have a bumping. But I have been watching some movies. All right, let's uh, go. Big Trouble in Little Tokyo. Or no, Big Trouble in Little China. I was like, not what? Tokyo. Big Trouble in Little like, China. Is that a sequel? <laughs> no, but that would be amazing if it was. Uh, but no, yeah, I was, I was hanging with a friend. We decided to watch a movie, uh, and I was like, oh, let's watch like a classic comedy action movie, uh, that I've never actually gotten around to seeing. And fucking Kurt Russell is goddamn magic. And literally there's a lot of magic in the movie. So check it out. A lot of fun. Classic. Mildly very racist, depending on who you ask, but it's, it's pretty racist. But fuck it, we ball. (laughs) I mean, I've, I've never seen the movie, but I've seen a lot of cartoon and TV shows that have parodied the movie. Yep. That seems fair. So I think that's enough for me. That's enough for you? Yeah. Trust me, man. It's If you like uh, good, bad action comedy, uh, it's very entertaining. I don't know. So for anyone else out there who is not Kitty, I'd recommend it. We'll see. Maybe one day. I don't know. Is it, it, you, this is not meant for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a personal handout to you. I'm going to take it as a personal handout. Is that the only one you have for today? or eh, That's all I feel like going with. I'm upset with you now. <laughs> okay, what? You've angered me. <laughs> oh, my God. Plus, I don't want to burn all my wrecks, because God forbid I don't have a wreck and a song to bump to. This man's so close to firing me. Uh, just a little bit. <laughs> this close. But to be fair, if I didn't give you this much turmoil, uh, I, th- I feel we would lose a bit of flavor. So this is this is all for you, really. <laughs> It's all for me. This is all for you, buddy. Everyone likes to give me headaches. <laughs> yeah, actually. Uh, but I also only have one recommendation just because I don't Only one? You don't have more? I mean, I do have yeah, more. Yeah, how does it feel? I mean, I can give more. I just don't want to overwhelm people. You, yeah, you do have a lot of wrecks. It, it is quite overwhelming, actually. So the only one I have here is actually a documentary series called Dinosaurs. That's on Apple TV. Uh, season two just came out recently, so it's still ongoing. It is not about the former sitcom Dinosaurs, folks. I already asked. <laughs> it's not about that, and it's also not about the Disney movie Dinosaurs. Why can't I think of that right you now? You really don't remember that, you know, Dinosaurs? With oh, the- yeah. That w- that was DreamWorks, wasn't it? No, that was Disney. I could have sworn that was DreamWorks. Yep, Disney. Eh. It even says in the title, Disney's Dinosaurs. Well, that's definitive. <laughs> that's all I needed for proof. <laughs> But it, it's not a bad movie either. But uh, the documentary series is really cool. I like how they portrayed like different 
dinosaurs. I don't know how accurate it is because I've seen like a lot of people online like saying, "Oh, this is really good." Do they this have is, feathers? Some of them have feathers. Yes, I love it. So you see them forming, and then I. It's very interesting to see like all these different like I guess not habitat. What's the word I'm looking for? Behavior. That's what it was. That was very different, buddy. I don't know what I guess I don't know what I was trying to think of, but I, I'm gonna go with behaviors. That's the one that popped into my head. Okay, but you know all these different dinosaur behaviors, and like you think they act one certain way because of how you've seen them portrayed in films and like TV, but nope, that is not the case here. My canon representation of the T Rex is for Meet the Robinsons, so that's what I'm gonna stick with for the rest of my life. <laughs> that's the one. Out of all the other, that's the one. Because <laughs> he's got tidy arms. <laughs> all right. That movie's amazing. You know what? Secondary Wreck. Meet the Robinsons. Phenomenal film. I'm going to cut that part out because you said you only had one. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. You got me. Pl- well played, sir. Uh, but yeah, check out Apple TV's Dinosaurs documentary series. You know, available on Apple TV. Apple TV. They're killing it. Oh, man. I, I watched the, the season finale of, uh, or series finale, rather, of Ted Lasso. Whew, there's a hole in my heart now. <laughs> There's a hole in my heart. I need something to fill that in soon. So start watching Shrinking. I finished Shrinking. Oh, you finished? Yeah, dude. I was the one who wrecked this like three months ago. Shrinking's oh. amazing. Harrison Ford is a crotchety old therapist. Fucking hilarious. No, no. There's also that one with Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne. Oh yeah, that one's new, Platonic or something like that. Yeah, I uh, haven't checked it out yet, but yeah, this is like the second or third time they've worked together. So I am. I, I guess they got a good little partnership going. Definitely do. But I guess to move on to our main topic, because we got quite a lot to cover for very few stuff. A lot of meat, a lot of potatoes, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but as I mentioned earlier, we went to go see Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse movie. And man, that was an emotional roller coaster of a trip. Bro, that film, it, it was two and a half hours long and it felt like 15 minutes. It flew. It was so engaging the entire time. I had a blast watching it. It was so beautiful, too. Yeah, I think Sony should just focus on doing animated spider features because live action wise, they really can't seem to get it together. I mean, it's just, I mean, at this point, it's, it's, it seems to be true. Like, I mean, the OG spider trilogy was pretty awesome, but yeah, I mean, I'm not saying they're bad, but compared to what they're doing on the animated standpoint, it's just like, obviously the animated features I feel like are superior. Well, yeah, Spider-Man. Cause stories. you can do anything with animation, whereas you're constrained by unfortunately humans with live action stuff. But no, I agree. Their their animated stuff lately has been on fire. Yeah, and I guess to do a quick review here, I absolutely love the film. I think it's a 9 out of 10. Um, I, there, give, I give it a billion out of 10, man. There are a few things that I didn't like, but like nothing really to make me like hate it. Just stuff that left me questioning their decisions. But like the Mario movie, this was filled with to the brim with a lot of teasers mm-hmm. and like Easter eggs and references. The whole movie was just references. I felt like when we watched um, Ready Player One, where me and you just kept slapping each other, go like, look, 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 there's a swordfish in the background. Look, 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 look. Gundam, look, 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 Iron Giant. <laughs> like, it was like that with all of the Spider-Men. Uh, and they they jab at a lot of them, too. Like, the Ben Riley Scarlet Spider, uh, voiced by Andy Sandberg, just yeah, being an I was, absolute edgelord. That's the one thing I did not like. A lot of people so, didn't like it. So, dis- so I felt so disrespected. Because I'm a big Ben Riley fan. That's probably one of my favorite True, of Spider-Man. But also, I hate the Clone Saga. I, I think it was funny because, yeah, that, that came out during a time when, like, comics were, like, trying to be edgy as hell, and it definitely showed it's and the even, way that they mocked it, so. It's, to me, it's just like, it's like, Ben's not even a fucking edgelord. It's like, what the fuck? I, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. And, again, this is marketed for kids, and. I mean, I, I know it's marketed for kids and everything, but I was just like, come on. It's like, 
do this guy justice i mean marvel comics isn't doing the guy justice i was like to be fair there was like four scarlet spiders in there so like that's just one of the versions your your true hero is amongst them i promise you i don't know man i don't know I, i was very disappointed with that i think we will get a little spoilery here and when we do uh we'll let you guys know so you know when to skip ahead and or if you want to listen go ahead so it's up to you guys yeah katie will throw timestamps in here somewhere maybe that's a lot of potentially work. my <laughs> guy come on <laughs> all right fine listen at your own risk now i will try my best to put time. i how can i put times i guess i could put you can do it on youtube at least i don't know yeah. about the rest or just put it in the description when you upload the episode yeah skip uh, to this part if you don't want spoilers so yeah some of the animated scenes were very seizure inducing as i noticed bro it yeah and i mean i'm strobe sensitive so like i get a really bad headache if i see too much flashing colors so for the first like 10 minutes of the movie when like gwen's playing the drums and shit like that uh i couldn't look at the screen for a good portion of it it wasn't even looking at it wasn't even like to that part i think like when they were doing the credits and everything i was like i can't yeah it's like i want to look at this but i was like i can't really understand what's happening no it it hurt my head to watch like they should there should have been a disclaimer about flashing and strobing uh because yeah no i was i was dying for the first few minutes yeah so that's this is your warning now people for like the first 10 minutes divert your eyes away if you're sensitive to rapid light changing and flashing colors yeah no it's it's definitely a seizure warning for sure so uh, after that, though, um, it like we mentioned earlier, it's a very long runtime. I know it's now the longest animated movie ever. Uh, two hours, 20 minutes? Yeah, but did it really need to be that long if the movie was always going to be in two parts? That's like, what's insane to me is it's split in two parts and it's still that long. Think of how much content they had for this. They could have made this a trilogy I'm, easily. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, it's going to be a trilogy. They probably could have made six movies out of this, but it's it's... I don't know. I feel like there's some stuff in the movie that I felt they could have definitely cut out that wasn't really needed or anything. I think a lot of it served the purpose. Like, I I wasn't mad at the length of it because the pacing of it was so well done. Like, it was constantly moving and I never sat there thinking like, man, this is really dragging. I just kept thinking about, oh, what's coming next? What's coming next? Yeah, I also felt like, I mean, if... And I was spoiled ahead of time. I knew it was going to be a two-parter. So even then, I was kind of looking for like, that's the end like where it was going to end because it could have ended in like five different places and they kept it going that that is one of my complaints about it is like knowing it was coming to an end like it, it kind of started crawling a bit towards the end about like when are we going to end it like where's the best cliffhanger to leave it on right and yeah like i think they did a good job of it but it could have ended you know 20 minutes earlier as well i'm surprised to learn a lot of people found out after the movie that it was going to be split into two parts i'm like it's in the title of the movie though is it yeah, it's Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Oh, I didn't even see the Part 1. So, I mean, that's one thing that shocked me. But the other thing is, like, uh, if they really wanted to focus on the extra spider characters, I felt they could have done, like, a, maybe a mini follow-up series kind of thing, you know? It's only listed as Across the Spider-Verse. It's not listed with the Part 1. Really? They took down the Part 1? Yeah, they took down the Part 1, dude. Weird. Because when I bought the tickets, it, it, it says Part 1, so. Mm, maybe, uh. Maybe because they changed the, the title of the third film, that's why. Oh, that makes sense. Like how they retroactively make uh, a new hope, like episode four, four, yeah. Because now the third film is called Beyond the Spider Verse, and that's slated for next year. Oh man, slated potentially for next year. We'll see if that's going to be true. Because we'll dive into it a little bit later. It's expected March twenty ninth, twenty twenty four. So get yeah. ready, folks. We'll see. But I think, like I said, if they really wanted to focus on the extra Spider characters, I feel like a TV series or a mini series would have been cool to kind of like catch you up into who these people are. Like kind of like I guess a brief. What's the word I'm looking synopsis. for? Synopsis. I guess they have briefs and I'm like, you know, like one or two episodes, one or two, 11, 15 minute episodes of like who Hoppy Brown is, what's Gwen Stacy up to do, who's um, Spider-Man of India, 
who I will not try to pronounce his name because I am going to butcher it. Me neither, but I love the actor who voices him. Yeah. Um, I just know he's dope Bender in uh, Deadpool. Yes, exactly. So he's sticking with the, the Sony Marvel crossover. So wait, no, that's Fox. He's sticking with the Marvel crossovers. So. So I feel like if they had like a mini series, like giving us a brief like background of who these characters are leading up into the movie, I felt like it would have been a little bit better because there there's a lot to digest. There I mean, was it, a lot to digest. Like if you're a fan of Spider Man for a long time, and like I'll I'll be the first to admit I'm not the biggest fan of like anything because Kevin's the uber nerd here. I I knew enough to be like, ooh, look at all the Spider Man and stuff like that. So I can't even imagine how like you were geeking out on that. Even the ones I didn't know, I still fell in love with like right away. I, I agree with you. A series would have been awesome, but it's still not too late to do that. No, they I have think, all these characters. I think moving, moving forward, if they want to, they could probably do the approach that Star Wars um, Visions does and have like an anthology series. That would and be have, perfect. And they don't even have to like match the art style. The art style can be changed depending on which version of Spider-Man they're doing for that episode or yeah. so whatever. So it's Endle- pot- endless potential series. Yeah. Even like the Marvel What If that they did. Um, they could just do that with different worlds and know that it doesn't affect the main canon line. Yeah. And then the other thing about this movie is um, I really do love how they show that uh, Miles, his Spider-Man, was very powerful and he was making his mark. Bro, he's his... straight up built different. Yeah. He's Compa- making, like... Compared to the rest of them. I'm going to do my own thing. And with, and with Hobie Brown, like, kind of uh, teaching him a few, few little tips and tricks along the way as well. Yeah. It's kind of cool to see how, like, the different Spider-Man converge to mentor him in different ways. Yeah, and, and it's, it's not just that. Also, like, throughout the entire movie, he was the only one for me that was taking action as to what Spider-Man would actually do yeah. in these scenarios. Feels like all the other spiders kind of lost their way, and he's the only, like, true Spider-Man left. When do I know I'm Spider-Man? Oh, 100%, because I was just like... The, the other thing that really upset me that, I, that we're going to touch upon here is that when, like, Miguel was you know telling miles that he couldn't save like um his dad from mm-hmm. like this upcoming like death death accident that was gonna happen and how he wanted everyone to like take down miles and hold him hostage i was just like there's no way there's absolutely no fucking way that no other peter version of peter parker there or s- version of spider-man yeah, out of the thousands they're like yeah, hey like, man maybe that's weird yeah like you know it's like any spider-man there would have been like no it's like i'm gonna do my best to try to prevent this from happening i'm not gonna be like oh i'm gonna let it happen because it's a canon event it's like what the hell don't even get me started about canon events i was like freaking peter parker made a deal with mephisto to erase his marriage with mary jane just so Aunt may can live so it's like no he doesn't give a fuck about canon events yeah dude he's no, no one in Marvel does. The amount of time travel and ridiculous shenanigans that happens in that in that franchise is out, outlandish. Yeah. The other thing that I want is I really wish we stayed more focused on Miles because I feel like we don't really get too much of Miles. Like even in the <laughs> comics, it's he does have his own run here. But I just I really wanted this movie to be more about Miles's journey as Spider Man. And like, no offense to Gwen or anything, but I just like I said, I consider these a Miles Spider Man movies, and like I know a bunch of them. Majority of the film was actually from her point of view. Yeah, this was very Gwen-based, which I also didn't mind, because I don't think Gwen gets a whole lot of love either. I know she has a good comic run going currently, but outside of that, I mean, I'm sure there's like a Marvel Kids show that she's part of, but yeah, outside of that, like, I don't really see her in too much other media. Like, she's not in any of the games that yeah, I can think of. But I think she has a lot more merchandise than Miles, because she has like that Ghost Spider now that she's called. She's be called Spider-Woman, but now she's called Ghost Spider for some reason. Um, also found out in the comics that she doesn't really have spider powers. Her her suit is what gives her the power. Yeah, it's basically a symbiote. Yeah, and then when she gets super like angry and everything, it turns into like the Venom version of yeah, it. Yeah, she basically... And I'm just like... It's pretty cool. 
and I'm just like, this is a weird retcon. So I'm like, I'm not a fan of it, but like, yeah, I wish we had uh, talked about this on the retcon episode. <laughs> well, this is this this is just reason. I think this came out like maybe the last couple of weeks, or at oh. least I found out the last couple. Of okay, weeks. I thought I just found out about it too, but like. I thought maybe it was just something like I hadn't heard about before, but it's been out for a while. But this is just a recent development. I think this is a recent development because I just I, I just found out about it like two weeks ago. Oh, that's absolutely silly. So uh, I'm not a fan of it. I mean, whatever is going to happen, obviously, whoever takes over the series after this person is going to just. Hey, man, give it give it a few months and they're going to retcon it back. It's it's yeah, it's, it's what Marvel does, which is why canon events are absolute crocka bs i'm trying not to swear this episode (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to be very conscious of my swearing on the lord's day on the lord's day we are recording at 11 a.m on a sunday guys oh man but it's also very cool that they tied into the live action versions of the sony spider-man films as well as the spectacular spider-man which i was very excited to see but also very disappointed that he didn't stand up for miles i was just like no that's like the real spectacular spider-man would have been like hell no um yeah, they they threw a lot of like live action references at us too. Like you get to see Andrew Garfield Spider Man, Donald Glover just pops up. Yeah, as a prowler. Yeah, he's just like sub dude. <laughs> like <laughs> like he had no business being there, but they they are showing love to him because the community loves Donald Glover. So yeah, it's that crazy, was nice to see. Crazy to think how Miles came to be just because he wore Spider Man pajamas in that one episode of Community. Yeah, right in the Pillow Fort episode. Yeah, phenomenal. That and then we you know we got to see Tobey Maguire Spider Man watch Uncle Ben's death. Infinite number of times. Yeah. It's just like with man. the ugliest cry I've ever seen in cinema. <laughs> <laughs> that man was feeling his feelings. But I guess also to like go back to the problem that I had with like no Spider Man standing up for Miles. Besides Hobie. Hobie was my dude dude that entire dude, movie. That that he stole the movie for me. Oh, it was it was great. I just loved how his art style was never the same, and that's because he hates consistency. Yeah, he's anarchist through and through, and it's very yeah. funny. That, and I just love that David Kaluuya finally got to be his English self. Yeah, it's true. It's, they, I feel like they have so many American roles, like a lot of those big British actors, and to get them to finally actually just oh, he went uh, he's let like, loose. He was like, oh, I'm throwing all the slang at you. It was great, and it was funny because like they they threw a bunch of slang, and they even had like little information cards in the corner to explain <laughs> the slang and it was very funny it was funny because i was just like i watched a lot of like english soccer and like obviously you know and like i'm just like i was like i've heard all this before so i'm like yeah. up with most of the lingo yeah i'm not an expert but i know some of the stuff I, I i know enough to get me through uh random sayings like scooby-doo meaning a mystery but i i, I did find myself like thinking of, i was like which spider-man would stand up with miles and i came up with uh toby Andrew and the '90s animated Spider-Man would have definitely been on Miles' side. I could see that. So I also have a feeling that in the second part, Beyond the Spider-Verse, uh, we'll see some some of these like Spider-Man women persons, everyone that's gonna probably gonna switch sides. They're probably gonna see like Miguel is a little bit unhinged and obviously not thinking too clearly because, as we found out in the film, uh, you might want to skip this part. I gotta remember it here. We're at 19 minutes. Uh, Gwen finds out that you can avert canon events peacefully. When she finds out that her dad is retired as a police captain, mm. thus saving his life and thus her canon event being averted. True. I I wonder if that's going to come around and bite them in the ass later on. But I I, I heard something that uh, Miguel is so is like the only Spider Man who's not funny, and he hates humor. And Spider Man historically has used humor as a way to deal with grief and everything like that. And so since he doesn't have the outlet that every other Spider-Man has, he turns to this just like hyper vigilant, like overlord of the Spider-Verse, essentially, because he doesn't have an outlet other than like trying to correct his mistakes. I don't know, because in the comics, Miguel does think he's funny. His sense of humor is different 
Keep in mind, he, is, he isn't twenty ninety nine. The, the comedy there is different. He's yeah, his, his sense of humor is a lot different than a lot of people. So he himself thinks he's fucking hilarious, but everybody <laughs> else around him just does, it falls flat for them. Well, in this movie, he is not funny in the slightest. Two, he's only funny when things are happening to him. Yeah, and then two, um, he's like the biggest like Reed Richards fan. So it'd be funny if he <laughs> if he like fanboys over Reed Richards in the next movie. But we'll That'd see what happens. That actually be pretty there. funny. Uh, but also aside from that, um, amazingly, fourteen year old uh, Preston uh, Mustanga was brought on to animate the Lego scene in the film. I don't know if you remember that scene. Yeah, that was awesome, and I didn't realize it was made by a fourteen year old. But I heard about that because he's he's pretty popular with work in uh, stop motion, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, he was working on it after school during his spring break, and you know it's it's crazy. You know, it's, it goes to show you that how much dedicated to his craft he was, and that he got a chance to be on the Spider-Man movie. Yeah, that's insane. So, and I know a lot of people are gonna be thinking, like, you know, oh man, like, what am I doing with my life? But instead, you should probably be thinking, uh, what can I do to start doing the things that you really enjoy? And sure. it's never too late because everything that Preston learned was all on YouTube, and that's a free and accessible a platform to just about anyone. Dude, YouTube University is the realest. I I stand by it 100%. But, I mean, fucking look at us, man. We're in our 30s, and we just decided to start a podcast out of the yeah. blue. So I mean, yeah, everything that I learned from editing audio, And video. this is taking off and blowing up. Am I right, guys? <laughs> Am I right, guys? Like, comment, subscribe, please. I mean, yeah, I mean, you saw my first YouTube channel. It did blow up. I just wasn't able to keep up with it. Yeah, you kind of life got in the way, ran out of steam a bit. But not shit, man, yeah. I'll crack the whip. I'll get you back in shape. Not just that. Also, like my laptop broken half. Well, not broken half, but <laughs> that like it seriously it didn't work, <laughs> or it seriously didn't help that your screen just stopped working. So yeah, that kind of like put a pause and everything. Unfortunately, so that kind of sucked. Well, don't worry, man. I'm here to help you out because I got to ride your coattail somehow. <laughs> so, but there you go. So you know, if if Preston can come out of the woodworks and like make animate a scene for a Spider-Man movie, obviously you can too. Just hop on YouTube, learn that skill. So it's all on you, people. It's the tell us a skill you've always wanted to learn, or a thing you've always wanted to try. I'd be curious to see to hear what you guys come up with. Yeah, seriously. Part two will be the last film in the series, uh, ending Miles' chapter, and hopefully, I don't know. After that, we can maybe get a solo movie or something entirely different. Um, I don't know. What do you think will be after these movies for this animated Spider-Man franchise? I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, animated series for all of these different characters would be amazing but especially to focus on miles is like you can even do kind of like how batman brave and the bull did where like it's about batman like this will be about miles but like every episode or every couple episodes maybe like a different spider-man pops in to help him out or something like that so you can kind of do like a spider of the week sort of a deal That'd be pretty uh, cool. and see how like you know they teach him throughout the series and how he imparts his miles weighs onto them as they go back home and you maybe show like a little vignette of how they're taking what they learned from miles into their spider verse. That would be um, really cool. But I think I'd also prefer it just to have that solo spider person in their one episode by themselves. True. I feel like you can either do what I just described as like the, the one thing you do, or they just do multiple projects. One, just about miles, one, just about Gwen, one, just about the, indian spider-man whose name i'm not going to attempt to pronounce either because <laughs> i want to see more of him he was fucking delightful oh yeah he's he's the only spider-man without depression so <laughs> yeah he got it figured out man he's he's, he's i mean little... thanks to miles yeah exactly that's uh canon events go a long way for making or breaking your <laughs> mental health I, I suppose oh man but it'd be, it'd be it'd be really good to see like all these spider people like get their own series or like an anthology or something we'll see what happens it's interesting yeah but aside from that, what did you think about the ending, though? Like, um, oh, okay. Uh, more more spoiler no- warnings here. 
But when he uh, finally reveals to his mom that he is Spider-Man and you find out he's not in his universe, which I saw coming a mile away, by the way. Oh, I saw that coming just by the way the, his room was colored and everything. I'm yeah. just like, that, like this well, is- even before that, and I was like, oh, they're going out of the way to specify the spider is not from his, his universe. So he's definitely going to, which isn't Earth 42 canonically the MCU Earth timeline or? No, no, no. MCU timeline is how they described it. Uh, Earth 9199999. Oh, see, okay. I think that I could have remembered it was something else. But regardless. Yeah, because that's what Miguel said. He's like, don't even get me started on that kid with Doctor Strange on Earth 1999. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that makes more sense now in context. See, I was thinking it was a different universe. But regardless, yeah, like the way it ended uh, with Evil Miles, you know, finding out that his dad died in that third canon event, but he didn't have the spider to give him the power. So he went down the dark path instead of the spider path. Well, it's not even just that. I think that that, that universe doesn't have a Spider-Man in general. Exactly, because so. it was supposed to exist in that universe, but then it didn't because it wound up in Miles' universe. It's crazy. Yeah. I, even, it's even a good callback to the first Spider-Man movie. Like, after he gets bit, you see um, his spider... When he's having, like, a Spider-Sense tingle along with his universe as Spider-Man, it goes from, like, green and purple to blue and red. I don't mm. know if you remember that. No. You have to look it up after. But, yeah, I thought I, thought I was like, damn, that's a good callback right there. Also, also really cool is, like, you see uh, Earth-42 Miles have, like, that uh, Puerto Rican accent. Yeah. Because he's raised solely by his mom. Yeah, so I'm just like that's. I'm like that's a nice little touch. That's I, a very subtle touch, actually. I didn't even. Quite I thought that, that was also Shamik Moore, but it, it turns out it's not. Mm-mm. I thought the same thing, and then I saw it was credited as two different people, and I was like, yeah. "Oh shit, no way!" Yeah, he's he's known as Miles G's Morales. <laughs> yeah, he he hit the accent on Morales yeah. when he said it too. I yeah, was like, that's oh, what I realized. I see, I see, like, I see. Yeah, but no, I th- I thought that ending was awesome, and like. Like I said, I knew it was going to be a two-parter, so I was kind of looking for where it was going to end, and I thought it ended in a pretty cool place. You know, Gwen kind of getting the band back together from the first... Wow, now that I'm thinking about it, she mentioned in the very first 10 minutes of the movie that she always wanted to be in a band, and I just said she got the band back together. Oh, now that you mentioned that, it, it reminded me of this one little YouTube video I saw, how music is used in the Spider-Verse movies, and how like it amps up a scene. And yeah, I mean, we all know the soundtrack is incredible, but it's also very well used. Yeah, because when Earth 42 Miles is introduced, they it's a combination of the Prowler music from mm-hmm. the first film. You know, I don't know if you if you remember like there's that screeching sound like every time when he's chasing him. Yeah. And then you have Miles like heroic theme which has like the violins kind of synth like rising kind of beat. So when we meet Earth 42 Miles actually, it combines both of those themes together. And like you, it's kind of like a darker version of Miles' heroes theme. Ah. So you like you kind of hear like the, the the upbeat tempo from his theme, but blended in with like the Prowler theme when you have like screeches here and there. And I was just like, oof! I love genius. when music genius. is used like expertly, like uh, Baby Driver. How that entire movie is just a soundtrack that happens to have a movie attached to it. Like <laughs> it's pretty phenomenal. And so when you th- see things like that, it's it's mwah, chef's kiss. That, and also when you have like a spider punk's theme it's like it's also a very guitar heavy like you hear the guitar strings oh, yeah. strumming every time and it's just to signify that he uses guitar he does his, and he is very heavily inspired by like you know the early london punk scene which yeah. it shows in spades which i found out that um uh apparently in his universe gwen stacy is like the queen of punk so i thought that was very fun which is why he likes to work with gwen stacy so much yeah so, but like when you said when Gwen finally got the band back together, is like if you if you if you feel like watching the movie back again, if you go back, you hear Gwen's theme, Miles' theme, uh, 
Spider-Punk's Hobie's theme all blending in together because she finally has her own band back together. So you hear like the upbeat tempo of the drums, uh, Miles' like okay. heroic theme, and then the guitar. It's just, oof, I got to send you that video because it was beautifully done. It's Send it so my way, good. man. I'd love to watch it. So that. good. I absolutely loved it. It made me appreciate the music in the movie a lot more. Right. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll attach a link to the video as well. Cause yeah. Uh, credit where credit's due, you know? Yeah. So I guess also, uh, what would your canon event be? the thing that went horribly wrong in my life that changed the way no i guess not horribly wrong or like what made you who you are today i guess it doesn't have to be something terrible it could well i be feel like, like all the canon events that re- they refer to is someone dying or some tragic event and I, I i honestly don't know that i really have one of those that's what i'm saying is like let's something an event in your life that's probably just like oh this is where it all changed um I don't know, man. I wish I could say it was a lot of different things, but I don't think I've ever... Honestly, in this last year, I, I probably changed the most in my entire life uh, for reasons I don't feel like talking about. But <laughs> if if you know, you know. But uh, last year, bad time for me. But now, good time for me. So, um, sorry, that's really vague, guys. I just don't feel like talking about it on the podcast. But yeah, I I don't know. I don't think I've really had too many moments that like, utterly changed my life do you have something like that yeah what it, it's not your villain origin story that's yeah, not my it's villain. still in the waiting <laughs> still in the waiting apparently. so the night is young guys we we could still turn him to the dark side <laughs> but uh what, what would you say is your canon moment uh my canon moment happened over in what was the year this man's setting scenes out here. The year was 1984 it was not 1984 it was not 1984 <laughs> he ain't that old folks no, uh, the year was April 2004. Very specific. Yeah, because it was like the spring... Uh, like book- seventh grade? Yeah, it was like the spring scholastic book fair. <laughs> okay, I see where you're going here. You know, I had some money. I walk in there and little old me comes across this one book that changed my life forever. And that was, I think it was like an old issue. It was, I think it was probably like the August issue of Shonen Jump. Nice. Okay. And from there on, it completely changed my life. You know what? I'd probably, I'd probably have to say something similar then because, like, I, I hate to admit it, but, like, anime rules my life at this point in my life. Uh, so probably the first time I, like, stayed up late enough watching, like, you know, I watched Dragon Ball Z and, like, whatever else was on. And the first time I was ever actually able to stay up late enough and I saw, like, Fully Cooly airing on Adult Swim and I was like, oh, this is what anime can be. It's not just a bunch of men screaming and yelling and charging up for three episode arcs. Like, anime can be fucking insane. And I think that set me on a path to, like, get into a lot more different forms of media and stuff like that. Not to mention, like, the soundtrack to that movie, or to that series, is freaking amazing. So it got me more into, like, different kinds of music other than just, like, what my parents played around the house. Which, to be fair, was mostly my dad because my mom does not listen to music, <laughs> which I find to be the strangest thing ever. Wait, really? Yeah, dude, I've never heard her just listen to a song other than like whatever's like on P ninety six or like Kiss FM. On you should radio. ask her one day, be like, "Mom, what do you like?" Uh, I did one time. You know what her answer was? What? Yanni. I have no clue who that is. You don't know Yanni? You're saying it like I'm supposed to know, like, dude. I don't. I'm glad that you don't. But he he's like a Greek artist who's very known for being just like it's kind of like Kenny G in a way. You know me. I don't know like what's 
I, I cannot de- I cannot describe it to you in the time that I don't want to say right real now. music or not. It's like you know me. I I will tell you a video game soundtrack, but I will not tell you <laughs> what singer or artist is. Well, I don't expect most people our age to know Yanni, but parents love Yanni. And okay. if you guys know, you know. And if you don't know, then I can't help you folks. No no one can save us from Yanni. <laughs> So yeah, I guess that would be my kind of it. Aside from that, maybe you know that one time in kindergarten where I dressed up as Batman for a week straight. That's fucking adorable. Parents tried to stop me, but then my dad was just like, <laughs> "Just let him go." <laughs> after that, I tried to do ninja. I tried to be Raphael for a whole week. After that, it, it wouldn't let me. They wouldn't let you. They said you were doing green face, and that was racist. <laughs> no, I don't know. They, 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 I wore it one day. Then they took. They, I guess, while I was sleeping, they hid the costume away, and I was like, "Damn it." <laughs> they got you good. Yeah. The Transformers will return after these messages. You want to tell us what we got here for us today? Let's do it. This was inspired by Ketty, by the way. Yeah. My favorite sound in the world. Uh, so since uh, we we're recording earlier than usual, I was like, buddy, do you even want to drink today? And he was like, yeah, what's like a good brunch breakfasty kind of a drink and i was That's like not mimosas yeah <laughs> and as i was typing you mean mimosas he said but not mimosas and i was like oh okay <laughs> that limits me significantly but i was like hey remember those corks we tried a few weeks ago that you were in love with we got a new flavor of that and he's like yes get that now no further discussion necessary so we got the new flavor of cork you, you uh, tried to pitch a bloody mary but i was like ain't going i didn't try to pitch it because i hate bloody marys i just said the other option is bloody mary but please say no to that because those are disgusting alcoholic tomato juice if you drink that you have a problem but i do love a good spicy pickle so there's that he was winding up the pitch though i'm just saying it was another option but uh yeah no so quirk they got a new flavor it's the raspberry rocket pop and it tastes like the rocket pop popsicle it definitely does holy it really does right it really does yeah holy shit uh, it's it, really good. It maybe tastes a little bit medicine-y to some people. Mm. I can kind of see where they're coming from, but I, I quite enjoy the flavor. You're going to have to let me take a few cans. Frake, uh, yeah, 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 take some with you. But, um, yeah, no, fake raspberry is kind of hard to do without making it taste fake. So, I, don't I like it. It's I delicious. I think this is really good. Dude, yeah, this is the perfect summer. It's 4% alcohol, so it's a good all-day sipper. This, this is going to be the drink of the summer, guy. I'm just trying to figure out what these little artwork that's not the Rocket Pop. I think those are raspberries. Are they? I mean, yeah, I guess I can see that. It's just, it's just weird. That's my guess. Because, yeah, they look kind of weird. They kind of look like gummy bears wearing sunglasses. I can see that, too. Right? I don't know. I, I just started looking at it now. But, uh, yeah, no, I think it's uh, I think it's raspberries. There you go, people. Definitely go out and try and quirk because we bought it back twice. And there's another new flavor pack, too. So what? <laughs> we could bring more to gum because oh, I'm actually yeah. really enjoying these quirks as well. What's the other flavor? Uh, it's, it, they just have like a bunch of different mixed flavors. Oh. Um, but there's, there's one that's like a, like a watermelon smoothie or something what? like that. Yeah. Oh, oh, his eyes just lit up folks. <laughs> I've never seen Kenny this excited about a drink before, but I, I love watermelon flavor stuff. There and you I go. Like watermelon. Yeah. All right. Keep that on. Keep your eyes peeled on the horizon. Then we might do more quirks because, uh, quite frankly, these are delicious and I would yeah. drink a lot more of them. And I joke that, uh, Kenny's more into quirks than, uh, all for one. I gotta have nine quirks like Deku. Got my Deku shoes on today. You do have the Deku shoes. You know what? That's what reminded me of. Keddy's wearing his uh, his Midoriya shoes right now, and I said that I had a dream about them recently, and I couldn't remember why, but that is why, because we were referencing Deku <laughs> and all for one. Uh, but yeah, quirks. 10 out of 10 always. Dude, yeah. Killer, killer drink. Go drink you some. Good all-day sipper. Refreshing. Tasty. Watch out for the medicine flavor, I guess, but I like it. I don't taste the medicine, but... Teach their own. Boulevard Beverage Company, you dogs. You keep doing it to me.
We now return to the Transformers. Uh, but moving on here to something that has no taste. Uh, <laughs> wow, what a <laughs> pointed segue. Damn. <laughs> Shots fired. Pow, pow, pow. Well, you know me. Uh, Snyder fans are really doing their best to review bomb the Flash, and some are just coming after Ezra Miller, which is totally fair. True, like I understand that he does suck, but don't just say the movie sucks just because he's in it. Like, actually, give it a critique. So, like, talk about his acting if you're gonna say it sucks. Like, like don't just be like the movie's bad because he's in it. True, I just reference a movie that's really good but has a scumbag of an actor in it. So, yeah, I mean, I never wanted him as a Flash. Uh, my preferred pick was Anton Yelton. May he rest in peace. Ugh. Miss him every day. Yeah, but I think uh, Harley Quinn, the animated series, uh, really hit the nail on the head here of how Snyder fans are in real life. And you know me, I will always take the time of day to shit on Snyder fans. (laughs) You hate Snyder so much, and I think it's so funny. I have nothing against Zack Snyder. It's about his fans. That's true. It's it's very, like, persona. You know, like the persona games. Oh, yeah. Like, the games are amazing, but the fandom is horrendous. (laughs) Yeah. Persona fans like, are scumbags. I don't think, and I'm a I'm a Persona fan. <laughs> Zack Snyder is an okay filmmaker. I think he does a very good visual work, but story wise and, and everything else is just like, uh, it's not that good. True, but you know, some of that comes down to script writing as well. It, it, it it's I don't know, it's just too many. But from what I'm seeing on Twitter is like there are some crazy takes. Like only Snyder under like people are saying only Snyder understand these characters and only that Snyder can get the dark brooding energy. Batman. <laughs> and let's you know, make him Ben Affleck. Like you're saying it's like, oh, he's the only one who understands these characters the best and like nobody else can bring out the best. and I'm like, bro, it's like the dude doesn't even know how Superman functions or works. It literally broke his like major tenets in his first movie. <laughs> that and Batman too is just like, oh my god, it's like the one thing Batman doesn't use is guns. What does he fucking do? Use guns. <laughs> Give this man a gun. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. Uh, Yeah, no. Then other people are saying, like, oh, Zack Snyder made cinema and, you know, not just a popcorn flick movie. And I'm like, bro. What are you I'm like, have you seen his movies? Have is you seen 300? It is the po- oh, my God. It is the popcorniest flick of all time. 300? Sucker Punch? That's like the one original movie idea that he had and it fucking bombed. Yeah, that was all glitz and glamour and no actual, like, substance i feel like i was actually kind of excited to see that but then i saw the reviews and then i saw it for myself and i was like yeah it, it was a cool movie it was like scott pilgrim meets shutter island it was a good concept just it, it just wasn't good it just i'm yeah. sorry to say it just wasn't good it looked cool acting was subpar yeah and yeah the story i didn't really care much for yeah, there's that. And then the other fans are saying that Warner Brothers didn't really give him a chance to build his universe. I'm like, dude got three movies to do it and failed. Yeah, he was given the keys to the kingdom and he was like, I don't know. I, f- I feel like what Marvel did with its movie franchise is they laid the groundwork throughout several movies to make it an overarching thing. Whereas Snyder tried to make like each movie bigger and then like try to tie them in later. And I think it just suffered for that. Yeah, because when he came out with Batman vs Superman, I was super excited to see that, and then yeah, I saw that had the movie. So much potential, because that's a phenomenal storyline. Dude, I was so upset the entire movie. I'm like, this is pure fucking garbage. Why did you say that name, Martha? Why did you say that name? Uh, stop! Please stop! I just wanted Carrie Kelly Robin to show up, 
And then everybody was saying, oh, what's the Ultimate Edition? The Ultimate Edition is so much better. I went out and I fucking bought the Ultimate Edition. And I'm like, this is the same fucking movie. It's just the same longer. thing, but longer. It's the same fucking movie, but longer. And then every, that's the same thing that happened. It's like, watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's so much better. And I'm like, okay, sure. It explains things a little bit better. But I'm like, it is still the exact same movie. We still get from point A to point B. Just there's a lot longer route taken to get there. It's not, it's not significantly better. There's nothing... It's just like, oh my god. Yeah, I don't I don't understand Snyder like diehard fans. Me either. Like I get it, he's got a like grittier vision than like It's that and what, then, what people are like consuming right now, but that doesn't make it better. It just makes yeah. it grittier. Yeah, that's all. And it that's is. when you get into Ben Riley edgelord territory. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> look how they mess with my boy. They look what they've done to my boy. Uh, but it's, I don't know, it's just I just don't understand these fans. It's like it's ridiculous. It's like even he himself has said it. he's like he was never a fan of comics, and like the only comic book he I think he's ever read is The Dark Knight and Watchmen, and I think that is it. It shows, but it also shows that he didn't really understand Watchmen either. Yeah, because he changed the ending on his movie to what was in the comic book, and it kind of like undoes the whole mythos of what the point of Watchmen was. Yeah. So it's just, it just I, don't, I don't know I don't Which, understand. Watchmen was cool. It was visually very nice, kind of kind of Sin City esque. Yeah, no, that's that's he kind of he kind of fumbled it a little bit there. But hey, whatever you can do. I mean, hey, I mean, at least this universe is going to be gone now. I mean, I'm not saying the Flash is going to be the best fucking movie ever. I'm going to go see this movie, and I will give it an honest review and everyone like a good opinion. I'm not going to fluff it up just because I want Zack Snyder's universe to be gone. It's like no, I want DC to do a good job. Dude, they're overdue. They need to do something. And yeah, a lot of people are saying that, you know, that James Gunn really fucked it up with the Flash. And I'm like, this guy had nothing to do with the Flash. Like the dude was literally just brought on to start his job this year. So I don't <laughs> I don't understand how this is on him at yeah, all. Yeah, the movie was done by the time he got handed it. Doing the best he can. <laughs> it's just people Let my man's cook. Yeah, I don't know. And then I don't know, people are upset because they're saying like in his Superman movie, he's gonna introduce the authority and then it's like, oh, we're gonna have like uh, too many characters in one movie is like wasn't that what people were complaining about in batman versus superman and i'm like first of all sir have you seen the, the, the cast for the flash movie it's yeah. outrageous not even just that it's just like first of all black adam there's so many characters jamming in that one too black adam batman versus superman is just like and then like batman versus superman introduced a justice league through a fucking powerpoint slide <laughs> check out this guy we know he has powers i need him it's like here's aquaman here's footage of him underwater whoa this guy's swimming and then here's an experiment on the cyborg and it's just like uh yeah it's like no because like, i guess for superman it makes sense because he has stated that superheroes are already established in this world and that superman's up and coming so and also there's a superman comic that's based off like a parody of the authority which is called superman versus the elite so it might be kind of like that route that they might go but who knows exactly obviously we can't really judge it because it's not even out yet it's not even written yet so I don't know, people just want to take shots. They just want to tear it down. Superman vs. Elite is pretty raw, though. It's a great movie. The way he takes him down. Great movie. Pretty great awesome, comic. Dude. But moving on here, another thing I'm not really too excited about here, and that is... A Legend of Zelda movie. Yeah, we, we're kind of on different ends of the spectrum on this one. I'm pretty pumped, and you're pretty pessimistic about it. Yeah, because like, like I said, Legend of Zelda movie, possibly in the works, uh, given the success of the Mario movie. And I have some points as to why this movie can not make or not afford to make any mistakes. 
And what about the Zelda games that makes it so immersive and why I'm very worried about this movie, basically. And like my first question is, what version are they going to go with? It kind of seems like the Breath of the Wild Tears of the Kingdom universe is like the converging timelines that they're trying to go for. So I feel like this is kind of like the new standardized canon for Legend of Zelda. Oh, I think Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom kind of like undid the whole previous time. Like this is a new established timeline going forward. So so I would assume this is kind of the timeline they're going for. And there'll be references to like other timelines. Actually, I think if you're going to do an animated Legend of Zelda movie, there is only one version of Link that I think is going to work perfectly with Illumination. And that is Toon Link. I was also thinking Wind Waker. Like that is, he's the most expressive out of all the other links. Just and also the cell shading, the artwork style, and everything. I think yeah. that checks all the marks for illumination. That is kind of my main worry is that they are going to go too kid friendly and stuff like that. Because like Mario lends itself to that. Because Mario was always lighthearted, whereas like Zelda and Link's story gets kind of dark in a lot of places, especially well, with like Ganon terrorizing the kingdom. And well, yeah, even Wind Waker gets a little pretty dark and gritty i mean the way link beats him in the game he stabs him through the forehead i mean you gotta do what you gotta do (laughs) so i feel if if they're gonna make an animated movie please use toon link i feel like that is the version that we need to go with i think it definitely makes the most sense but i'm also kind of curious to see if illumination can sort of do something outside of their usual comfort zone um because i mean the end of the day they're there to animate it you know what i mean the story is being written by somebody else and like everything like that is in the hands of the other creatives behind I don't know. it. But I, I think that they can kind of make a better art style and make it work with a different version of Link than what we think they're going to be able to do. Maybe, but it also it's, it's also not really up to Illumination. I feel like this is going to be another project with uh, Shigeru Miyamoto like very much looking over their shoulder a lot. That's what I'm which saying. Which I like, hope he does because I love this franchise. <laughs> I, I do too, and that's why I want to see it like, I think it has the potential to be awesome. I'm not saying it doesn't have the potential to be awesome. I just, I don't want it to fail. I don't either because I think this, like Mario movie, everyone was like, if this does well, we're going to get so many other like Nintendo video game movies. And I agree. But what's more important than the first movie is the second movie. Because if the second one tanks, then they just go, oh, maybe the first one was a one-off. And maybe like, you know, it's not as profitable as we thought it was going to be. Maybe let's cut it here. But I think that going from Mario, which is very G-rated, to Legend of Zelda, which is PG, PG-13 maybe, to the potential to do like an R-rated version of like a Metroid. I mean, obviously, they're not going to make it R-rated, PG-13 tops. But like to go to the dark, gritty universe of Metroid and stuff like that, I feel like Legend of Zelda has to be like that perfect middle ground in order to show what they can do with all of their other franchises because then you can get so many other things under the sun uh i mean nintendo has every property yeah no i really do want legend of zelda to be like a good movie a good property like something like that but like i guess to explain more why i'm a little bit more worried about this is because like at first glance um it seems like it is a run-of-the-mill fantasy game except except it's not you know because like everything within the legend of zelda is unique to the world like there are no elves there are no dwarves there are like no other fantasy staples in this world. Everything within the Legend of Zelda world is unique to that world. That is true. They are very. It's it doesn't rely on any other fantasy. No, because trope. like you have your Gorons, you have your Zoras, the Koroks, everything in there. It's all exclusive to that Legend of Zelda like world lore. Everything like it's unique. 
And then also, it's like no one in the no one in the Zelda world speaks English. Obviously, obviously, we can read it, we can understand it because you know, like we have to know what the fuck they're saying. But in the game, they're speaking highly. And I think also there's no humans in the game at all. Everyone's either Hylian, Korok, Goron, Zoran, and all that stuff. It wasn't until like maybe there's a few games here and there where there are humans, but it's so rare. What like, games have had humans in them? Obviously, the Wind Waker Link is probably the one that's human because you can tell by his ears because he doesn't have pointed ears. He has like rounded ears. Okay, I guess. That's a bit of a stretch though, I think. I wouldn't consider him to be human. I mean, I mean, it's it's give or take. There's some humans here. And there, it's I guess it's up to open to your perception, but majority of the time there are no humans in Legend of Zelda. They're either Hylian or some other race. True. And I think that's kind of like what helps people to really like immerse themselves into this world because there's nothing there that they can recognize, like from I guess from our world. I guess you can say. Yeah, even like Dungeons and Dragons, the biggest fantasy property that I can think of, still has humans. Yeah, and then the other thing is, like, there can absolutely be no pop songs at all in this movie. Like, none. No pop songs at all. Nothing. Not, not, not hold, uh, what is it? I Need a Hero? Not even I Need a Hero. No. <laughs> it, just, it just goes into every movie now. I mean, it I, makes me so mad. It would have been, it worked in the Mario movie, but I feel like here it's, it's no. It's a big no no because music is such a huge. I don't know what what's the word I'm trying to say. I don't want to say topic theme. I guess it's a huge theme for the Legend of Zelda. True. I mean the Ocarina of Time. Literally, yeah, like, music controls the entirety yeah. of the game. Music is tied into the game mechanics of the games the majority of the times in these games. So it's like no, it's there could be no pop songs. You have to use the scores from the video games. Like alter it however you want it to be to make it fit within your movie. I but don't know. absolutely no pop song because the music in this game is what sets the tone for how everything else is played like it tells you there's an enemy approaching it tells you there's going to be a boss fight it lets you know when you find a secret treasure it lets you know like you know when you're approaching a new area like you know true because we were talking about how it's going to be weird to make a movie with a protagonist who doesn't speak at all and it's like the music kind of takes over the role of link speaking because, you know, you don't get to hear the excitement in his voice. You don't get to hear the fear of you going into a boss battle. Like, there's no, you know, like, if you're playing Halo and Master Chief is, like, making some remark about how he's going in to fight the Flood or something like that. You don't get that from Legend of Zelda because it's entirely derived from the music. Yeah. I say that, and yet I'm also getting a vision in my head of, like, Majora's Mask and the moon crashing down and Total Eclipse of the Heart playing or something no. like that. No. So, you know, I'd be open to both. Absolutely not. I mean, Link does speak in the game. He does talk. We just don't hear Yeah, him. there's no voice acting for him. Yeah, there's but there's no. voice acting for everyone else. Yeah, like, Link does talk in the game. Like, he, you see him, like, when people ask him, it's like, oh, what happened here? And then, like, he does the hand moves that he's talking to people. <laughs> but we just don't hear it. Like, he, has, he doesn't have a voice because that voice could be anyone's. It could be your voice, blah, blah, blah. What if they just make him, like, speak sign language? <laughs> That'd be kind I, of a cool concept. That was something that I pitched a while ago. Um, like Link is uh, actually just deaf. But the thing is, like, he's not deaf because like he does, he does scream, he does hear what other people are telling him and everything. So you don't know that maybe he's just lip reading. Pretty sure it's that lip reading. <laughs> Pretty sure doesn't mean a guarantee. I'm just saying, folks. All right, guaranteed he's not deaf because he does hear what Zelda speaks. To him he does speak to Zelda through sign language. <laughs> no sign language. Fair I mean, it'd be, it, w- it would be a cool idea, but I just, I don't know how that could work. It's a possibility. I, I am very curious to see how they will tackle that, though. Like, maybe he's silent the entire movie and things are just happening around him. And then, like, 
they do the movie thing where like the last scene, like he's going to be very much like silent Bob and Jay and silent Bob and stuff like that. Like the last scene, he's finally going to say something, his emotional speech. And then he just doesn't talk. I, don't know. I mean, obviously link has spoken before in that infamous uh, legend of Zelda cartoon, but Ooh, that was yeah, a long time no, ago. Let's not use that as a reference material for <laughs> anything ever again, please. Well, excuse me, princess. But let us know what you think. What are your thoughts going to be on this potential Legend of Zelda movie? Like, are you f- terrified of it? Are you hopeful for it? What do you want to see happen? Which version of Link do you want to see? So, I'd say I'm curious. That's that's the thing I'm feeling the most. Is I'm like, ooh, so many possibilities. Let's see how we're going to do it. I am cautious. Cautious? Extremely cautious, yes. Cautious and curious. Cautious and curious. I like that. Me, I'm just very cautious. Uh, but moving on here to our last segment here, and that is... Question time, question time. Still not our theme. It is till it isn't, baby. Uh, for those who want to have your questions featured on the podcast, submit your questions to us over on the question prompts on the Virgin 64 page on Instagram, or leave a comment on YouTube with the title, Question. Or just like, yell it out into the universe and hope we hear it, man. That's an option, too. Uh, but the first question we have here is from Jonas. Love to have you in the pod, Jonas. Uh, he's asking, what did you think of Across the Spider-Verse? We just had a whole entire segment dedicated My guy. to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was amazing. Um, I. It's funny because before we saw the movie, like before any of the previews and stuff like that started playing, this like six-year-old girl was sitting next to me and was like are you excited for the movie and i was like where the fuck are your parents at and so i'm just like yeah i'm excited for the movie and then her little (laughs) brother pops around he's like did you see the first one and he's like four and i'm like okay i guess i'm talking to these children now and i was like heck yeah i'm excited for this one and he's like who's your favorite character and i was like i don't know man i really liked uh i really like uh the original spider-man and he's like i like spider pig and i'm like you know what that's perfect kid keep that going keep that energy up <laughs> and then i realized i'm like oh shit i'm just talking to two children who have no adult supervision i look like such a goddamn weirdo right now until eventually this girl's like my sister's back and i'm like oh thank god someone else who can take these children away from me nope i was wrong they kept talking to me the entire fucking movie it was <laughs> ridiculous but i think that speaks to the volume of how awesome that movie is to bring people of all ages together and we all had a good time so i thought it was a beautiful movie everyone can enjoy it yeah, I was sitting listen next to the rest of the episode if you want to hear the rest of our feedback but it's phenomenal everyone should see it at least twice i was sitting next to brian i'm just like he's about to commit a crime i don't know this person my guy my hands were in the air i was like i'm not doing anything i'm just talking to children that sounded horrible <laughs> not doing yourself <laughs> any favor i was there. i was i was I, I was keeping my head on a swivel for chris hansen and i was like i swear swear i'm not i'm not doing anything here you just see me and Tali just like looking straight ahead at the movie. We're just like, nope, we have nothing to do with this. Well, you didn't have someone yelling at you right in your ear going, who's your favorite Spider-Man? So, you know, kind of hard ign- to ignore that. I would just ignore it whatsoever. Like, nope. I, nope. I, I, I didn't want to break the hearts, man. Sorry. Person of my skin color talking to children? Hell no. That's true. You you got a windowless van outside waiting. Uh, but next question we have here is from Kayla. She's asking, describe each other's style. Who's the most stylish, and would you wear the other person's fit? Uh, you are the god of anime drip. I will say, <laughs> you have the, you you were wearing this Charizard shirt the other day. This is like a Charizard Hawaiian shirt. Um, that Cowboy Bebop shirt you have uh, that you got at C two E two that I'm very jealous of a few years ago. 
Uh, yeah, no, you are the god of anime drip, and I would 100% <laughs> try to copy your swag, but I'm trying uh, not to rep my weeb side 24-7, so. Oh, I have no problem doing it 24-7. I know you don't, buddy. I just, you know, I can't, I can't, be, I can't be on all the time. Sometimes I got to look fly. That's, I don't think I would wear brown style. It's not for me. I, I wear jeans and a hoodie every minute of the day. I'm just comfortable 24-7. <laughs> except, except I'm trying to go hot boy summer this year, so I am looking a little bit douchier than usual. So Okay. <laughs> to each their own, I guess. Exactly, man. Exactly. You got to live on the wild side sometimes. Do what you got to do. But... Hey, man. I'm changing it up. But yeah, that's all the questions we have for today, actually. That's <laughs> it? Short and sweet. Yeah, I mean, I my fault. I posted the question prompt too late. Eh, so, it's all good. It I'll, is forgive, what it is. I'll forgive you this time. It is what it is. But as always, we appreciate you listening to another episode of Divergence Podcast. You can find us over at Divergence64 on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And you can find me over at Geek990 on those same platforms. I'm uh, BumbleBee underscore on Instagram. And that's all I got for you. All right. Thanks to you for listening. And remember to have yourselves a damn good one. Later, losers.